and welcome to the B Media Bubble Podcast, the podcast that talks about movies, anime, comics, video games, and whatever we feel like. I'm your host, Frederick, and with me as always is my co-host and friend, Carol. Hello! <laughs> In today's episode, we're going to talk about uh, the newest uh, Spider-Man film, Spider-Man No Way Home, and we are we're also going to say... Uh, spoiler warning, because we're go- going to talk pretty freely about the film. But with the box office, I have a feeling that uh, a lot of people have already seen it. Yeah, it. I mean, I feel the reviews were generally pretty alright about this movie, and uh, like it's a culmination of the like three Spider-Man movies. A lot of people would would want to see it. Yeah, the film. The film kind of feels like. A weird fan, fan fiction in some way when you think yeah, about it. Yeah, it is. But um, just to give, maybe, maybe you can give a slight recap of what happened in the movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, just before we talk about the movie, this was. Do you remember when we did a cinema episode and we talked that about we hadn't been to a cinema in like two two years or something like that because of the world right now? Yeah. How was it to go back into the cinema, Carol? You know what? With how our home theater has evolved, because there was there were a lot a lot of changes. Right now, it's just like a a theater with eleven seats, and they are so comfortable. And I had so much pleasure just being back there watching movie with you in front of a big screen. I think it was amazing. I remember that it was, we got into the theater very quickly also. Yeah. So something that that I had a bit of trouble with was when we did that episode I said uh you, you can go to a pre- premiere of a fi- film and this there's uh, will be see seats that you can you can take you don't need to order or something like that. But with the, how uh, the cinema has reconstructed to uh, smaller seats. I certainly, I certainly had a very, very much trouble with fi- finding a day that we could go. Yeah, because we had uh, essentially what we did was on the second day of uh, Christmas. Uh, it was twenty uh, eighth of December. Uh, mm. No, wait, that was yesterday. Uh, <laughs> for your information, we're recording pretty late. Uh, so yeah, it was 26th of December. That's when we could finally find uh, the pl- the time for to see the movie. Mm. Yeah, so uh, they had reconstructed the cinema a bit since uh, we last were there. Really comfortable seats uh, with... Oh my god, you could basically sleep in those seats. They were so comfortable. Yeah, it, it, felt, it felt like you were sitting at home in some way. Yeah, like I can, I now know why people built home cinemas with such comfortable chairs and just like not a lot of people, just you and your close ones. Like hell yeah, I want a, a personal cinema. Yeah. Um. So now we're going to do our second uh, Spider-Man episode in this uh, podcast. <laughs> it is weird because we aren't that big of Spider-Man fans, but here we are. And uh, I, su- I suggest that uh, we just start with telling the actors' names, because, spoilers, with Spider-Man No Way Home, there, there are three Spider-Men, and it's going to be hell confusing otherwise. 
Uh, yeah, let's see. We have uh, Tom Holland as uh, Peter Parker. Spider-Man number one. <laughs> um, let's see. We have Sandeya as MJ. Benedict Cumberbatch returns as Stephen Strange. Um, Jacob Batalon as Ned Leeds. Uh, John Favreau as Happy Hogan. Jamie Foxx returns as Max Dillon Electro. William Defoe, Norman Osborn, Alfred Molinio, or Molinia as Otto Octavius. Benedict Wong as Wong. Let's see here. Marissa Tomei as May Parker. Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker. Toby Maguire as Peter Parker. Yeah, so listeners, you can you can you can see where the problem can be. <laughs> yeah, there's there there's a lot of uh, different references in this film. Like one references reference that I, I wasn't sure sure that we were going to get was like in the first ten minutes of the film, we see uh, Daredevil from the Netflix show with Charlie Cox returning for that. What, what, what was it? Thirty second scene. Yeah, like, and he was like, it. He was just a cameo. He was the lawyer that Happy got for Peter. No, it was Aunt May that got for Peter after the message that Mysterio spread went out to the world that he killed Mysterio and that the, and he claims to be the new Iron Man or whatever. Mm. I'm I'm not sure if the Netflix series is now considered. Uh, canon in the MCU or if this universe just has the same looking daredevil it's interesting because it could be either or like maybe it's a tease for something red like uh, Mm. daredevil related a movie or a new series continuation yeah because Jonah Jameson is played with the same actors in two different universes but they are still considered to different yeah parts I, I i hope that it's 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 like this cameo is maybe a tease for like further projects for daredevil because i think it had a cult following but due to how disney wanted to create their own platform there was no continuation for the series on netflix if that's how i understood the situation correctly right um yeah, those those series were never really. The, while those series were were going on, they were never really mentioned in the film. And I think Kevin Feige, who kind of runs the movie departure at the time, um, he never really considered them to be part of the MCU. So they weren't really that much referenced, if I remember correctly. Hmm. So there was no thought behind that this should connect to the to the like the mainline phases of MCU. No, I don't think so. I'm. There were a few references to the MCU films in the in the, the those Daredevil shows, but but not the other no, way around. No, not the yeah, not the other way around. Uh, but I feel like we're getting a little bit off track in a Spider-Man centric episode. Um, yeah, uh, I actually wanted to uh, to retell the plot a little bit because it's it ties into what I did before seeing the movie. So before we went, yeah, before we went to the cinema, I've I've never seen 
the second one, the Far From Home. Um, mm. And I was desperately trying to find time to see it before we went to the cinema together, just to get like context. So it was interesting that the action of the third movie picks up only a month after the second movie. And there are a lot of changes from the second movie that I like in the third movie. For example, the inclusion of Ned and MJ actually like, doing stuff with Peter. Because in the second one, like MJ, she was just... She, she was the catalyst of the finding like who Mysterio is, and she was a love interest, mm. but she didn't do much. Same with Ned. The, she, he literally got a love interest just to fill out time because I guess writers couldn't find like a reason for him to be, mm. to do anything. I feel like the, this film is a bit, is a kind of a lot different from the uh, two, two previous films because they, they kind of felt more like high school films in some way with a superhero in it. This story feels more like Spider-Man superhero story, you can say. Yeah, and it, and I feel... And, and you're right, actually. I didn't think about it that way. But it kind of ties it with the ending because at the end, and again, spoilers, uh, Peter Parker had to choose between his life as a Peter Parker or as Spider-Man, and he eventually erased everyone's memories about him, about who Peter is. So he yeah. kind of transitioned from being this high school superhero to just being a superhero, to be an adult. Yeah, I guess he kind of did. He he still had one of those uh, book, college books uh, in the last scene, so he probably still wants to go to college, but uh, I, guess, I guess the fourth movie will tell us how that, that will go. Yeah, I mean, with essentially how they fridged Spider-Man, because... Nobody remembers him. They can just bring him whenever they feel like is appropriate. There is like no pressure of what's going to happen next, like with the second movie. Mm. One thing that I thought about in that ending is, you know, this Disney and Sony deal, which they have with the MCU. Yeah. I I thought, wouldn't this be the... (laughs) If Sony wants to uh, go go out of the MCU, wouldn't that be like the perfect way, way to do it yeah just oh every superhero that he that he has ever met doesn't remember him anymore but i feel like if that was the case they would essentially like try to make everyone forget about spider-man yeah every hmm yeah because everyone just forgot about peter park when you t- when i think about it so spider-man is still like he's still in the mcu it's just that now it's just yeah I, I i i heard confirmed by uh, kevin feige and people like that that they, they are still going to work um, with spider-man i i just found it that if they wanted to pull out wouldn't that be like the best time to do it <laughs> yeah but I, I guess they didn't want to um mm. but uh yeah so the, the um I wouldn't actually... So, the plot of the film. Yeah. Everyone knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, which kind of sucks for for his life. It really sucks. Like, he can't get admitted to, to school with his friends. His friends are being, like, uh, punished by associating with him. And he's basically treated like this... Like this murderer by some. And by hero... Like, hero by some others. I find it weird in some way because isn't Spider-Man the only superhero in the MCU that uh, had a secret identity? Because everyone knew that uh, 
Tony Stark was Iron Man and yeah. I'm trying to think other superheroes where their secret identity was more of a deal. But I can't really think of it. Maybe like the Ant-Man and, and Wasp? Mm. No, I, I, don't, I don't even think those are secret identities. Because Captain America, everyone knew who he was. Same with Iron Man. Mm. I think Spider-Man was kind of the only one that had a secret I think I, I think in the comics as well that he is one of the few Marvel characters that still has a secret identity. Yeah, I never really thought about it. Because, like, what other characters could have secret ident- identity? Because, like, all of the other ones that could have are not introduced yet. Like, uh, Kamala Harris, uh, Squirrel Girl, she's not in the MCU yet. Or will ever be, I don't know. Um... Uh, the X-Men. Because, like... No, they, they are not secret identities either. I mean, a, a lot of them could have secret identities. I don't think everyone is, like, claiming, like, this guy is Cyclops. No, but uh, I'm pretty sure in the comics that everyone knows that Scott Summers is Cyclops. Oh. <laughs> Alright, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah... So, Peter Parker's life kind of uh, gets much more attention than he got before. Yeah, so trying to fix the issue in the, in the most impactful way possible, instead of calling his college and asking for like a chance for his friends, he goes to Doctor Strange and asks him if everyone can forget who Spider-Man is. Like who? who uh, mm. that, that 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 Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Yeah, and uh, Doctor Strange as a good uh, friend helps Peter with this problem. It's just that when he is casting the spell, Peter kind kind of uh, uh, re rewrites rewrites the spell. Yeah, he while he, 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 he is he, casting it. He he like puts a lot of conditional, like not my aunt and not my girlfriend. And not my friend, and not like superheroes, I'm right? Not happy. And not happy. <laughs> uh, so Strange gets frustrated, cancels the spell, and just tells him like, "You should go. Just go try talk with the school and try to explain yourself because magic. You tr- you just try to brainwash the entire world, dude." Um, he. Yeah, that's not okay, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, so um. Well, what is it? It's, he tries then to reach the principal of the college there that he wants to go to. Yeah, and on his way, after meeting uh, the college admission uh, administrator or principal, he meets Dr. Octavius. And Yeah, and can, can I just say that that was probably one of my, my biggest smiles of the whole film was when he... He he showed up to me to be honest. Yeah, like Doc Ock is such a fantastic villain, and uh, the mm. the one who played him, I don't remember his name. Uh, uh, let's see, Alfred. Uh, let's see, Alfred M- Molina. Yeah, so Alfred Molina, he plays that role so well. Just this disgruntled scientist who is in a place he didn't didn't remember, and he just wants to get back home. Can I just say that the concept of this film of 
Because one thing that they could have done was if they were playing with the multiverse, they just could have taken in a duck arc and had have another actor. But because they are the actors from the previous Spider-Man films that we have seen, it just makes it a lot more special. Yeah, it just gives this 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 spice, like it acknowledges like the previous actors mm. and how great they were. Yeah. It kind of reminds me at the same time of a time when, uh, in the early 2000s, when we didn't get a lot of comic book movies and things like that. And Spider-Man was kind of one of the few series that was going on while I was a child. And yeah, it kind of kind of uh, I mean, but brings some memories to me. Yeah, it's the same because like. It's just as you pointed. We didn't have that that many superhero movies, and when we had, it was the X Men, and it was like mm. it was the period where everything everything had to be so gritty and realistic, and yeah. serious, and it that, was also reflected in the yeah. movies when like they killed the villains. That that was one thing that I t- w- wondered if they were going to bring Tobey Maguire back, how were they going to have his personality fit with everything else because. When, 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 if you rewatch those Spider-Man films, Spider-Man, his Peter Parker personality of films in that era, kind of didn't. I, I didn't think that that would fit in so well with today's movies. You can say. I mean, they still did a good job, I think, because like. Yeah, they did. I will admit they did a really good job. I, I, I just when I heard of rumors that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire would be returning, I would. I was just thinking, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man's personality, I think, would fit well into this world. But I'm really wondering about um, Tobey Maguire's more do- dorky, um, quiet looking personality how that would fit in that they did a really good job i uh, job with it i will admit yeah and i agree because like uh these people uh as we know like as we established we had dr Ock and then we had green goblin and all of these villains are being pulled from different dimensions from different points mm. in different universes so it yeah. was a cool idea at to... different times also exactly so while the villains were brought on brought in before they were killed the spider-man were brought after the fact so yeah. it was pretty clever to bring toby Maguire because he's he's an old he's an older dude i don't know how old is he yeah he's he's 45 exactly so he's not really that athletic so it was a good idea to make him like more mellow down and like establish yeah. that he like didn't they even joke a little bit about that, that when the two Spider-Men suddenly have trying to fix his uh, back? Yeah. <laughs> which, 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 which when you sit in the cinema and you watch that scene, you're kind of just wondering, what am I watching? <laughs> How is this possible? The two Spider-Mans helping each other with back problems. Yeah, I mean... But that was that that's that's why why it was so amazing. I was just grinning from ear to ear just seeing them two interact. Yeah. One thing that I also felt was kind of cool was the before Tom Holland Spider-Man there were five previous Spider-Man fi- uh, films 
and they brought a villain from each of those five films back. Yeah, and the villains were Doc Ock, Green Goblin, the Sandman, Electro, Killer Croc. No, not Killer Croc, that's a Batman villain. Um, <laughs> this uh, character is uh, the Lizard. The Lizard. Um, yeah, he's kind of a um, Dr. Connors um, Yeah, turned himself into a lizard to kind of regrow his arm, you can say. Yeah, and then he just decided that it's it this 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 was dope enough to, to turn mm. everyone into lizard, lizards. Yeah, something that you kind of noticing in in the five villains is that uh, that Green Goblin uh, is like the first tier of villain. Then they're like a second tier of screen time villains where Doctor Ock and Electro is in, and then there's like a third tier. Where Sandman and the Lizard is in that, they kind of they kind of are there, but they don't really do a lot. Yeah, but I actually wanted to touch upon that, that as well. You you just struck gold because uh, I think the tears are because like I'm still glad a lot of the villains interacted with each other because we had Electro and Sandman talk, and we had yeah that was fun and it and we had those interactions with the heroes as well. We had Electro talk with the Spider Man, and then we had like Doc Ock trying to patch up things with Tobey Maguire. Uh, it was interesting, but I think that while everyone got their appropriate amount of screen time, I feel the focus was most of the Green Goblin because, well, he was kind of the one with Aunt May mm. to try to like to convince Peter that they can be fixed and yeah. cured. And then the Green Goblin instead tried to cure Tom Holland because from like different from other Spider-Man, he hasn't killed anyone yet, and that's he thought was mm. what's wrong with him. Yeah, he even mocked him during the fight in the in Happy's apartment. <laughs> that that yeah. I felt that was the kind of the point that Peter tried to have it yeah, all. Yeah. Like he tried to save the day and save the villains and be all happy and merry, but sometimes it doesn't work that way. You're you're trying to not choose. Yeah, because he chose both. But I'm, but I'm going to force you to choose. Yeah. Kind of like that. And I, yeah. and I felt like up to this point in the Spider-Man saga, we didn't have a villain that like actually like imposed a choice on mm. on Peter. It was always like him just winning. Yeah. I kind of I kind of find it weird in some way that uh, the the the. F- the first Spider-Man villain from the first movie is, the, uh, uh, with all the other villains, he is still like, yeah, he's the main villain. Yeah, but you can also chalk that up to like Willem Dafoe's performance. Like, yeah, he when when he was uh, like his uh, what's the Green Goblin's uh, other persona? Not Norman Osborn. So when he was Norman Osborn, he felt like just a. Just, just this man who was troubled with his yeah. like negative tendencies. Like this... I, I gotta say, William Defoe feels like a man that really enjoys playing this character. Yeah, I, I could like feel the like I could feel the light from from like from his performance. Mm. It was just a like I, it was just so fun seeing him wreck Peter's day. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, it was. Even even if the Green Goblin got the most screen time, I I feel I still feel like 
it was kind of fun to see all the five villains return, even even if the lizard didn't have that much of a screen time. When when he talked, I f- still felt like, oh, that was kind of fun. Yeah, but I feel like it's kind of justified. With so much else going on, I feel like yeah. maybe the Sandman okay, yeah. and Kill Croc was most like resource intensive. Yeah, I don't, I don't even feel, I don't really even feel like you could do that much with the Sandman because his story kind of ended in a good way in the third film. I don't remember. I, didn't he also die? No, uh, I, I don't. No, he didn't die per se. He kind of faded away with the sand. That counts as death. I thought he was like turned does, into a cement it, mixer or something. Does it count as the, the death? Because I di- didn't think he died. Uh, actually, that's something that I wondered about. When these villains return home in in their in their different times, do do they live now or something? Have 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 they rewritten history or what happens? I think it's up to viewers to decide because they I, I like they can I I, I I hoped for some kind of after credit scene where we can see the result of this whole yeah. plot, but like, it's also that was something that I was expecting was in the post credit scene that we would maybe see Andrew Garfield Spider Man return to his world or something like that. It's also interesting to see if all of these villains and heroes came from the same dimensions mm. because like what happened like if because like if Doc Ock doesn't die will Toby Maguire still have ki- guilt of killing him or are they mm. all from different splinters? Yeah, and I guess Harry Osborn w- wouldn't even have the same revenge lost in the third film because his father would then still be alive yeah so that's that's at least my canon that that in their own splinters of the multiverse they survived <laughs> this is kind of weird talking about <laughs> it is uh, you know what do you, do you remember when we drived home and <laughs> we we were like yeah um there was another episode which we remembered that oh that was that episode was really confusing to talk about. Which episode was it now? <laughs> it was Spider-Man. <laughs> it it was it was Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and we both like have the biggest laugh. <laughs> it's still funny to think, but I think we also when we drove home, we'd also touch up on an interesting thing, like where the MCU was going. Because at least with Spider-Man, we had Spider-Verse. Now we have Spider-Man 3, which stopped up on multiverses. We have the Doctor Strange that gives like a little bit of like after, like what happens after with yeah. Strange. We have... Yeah, his, mo- his next move is called Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. And then we had uh, What Ifs, another like mm. a What If scenario. Kind of also, like, what's the goal? I kind of also felt like Loki did kind of... Uh, something like that where in in Loki's series in on Disney Plus he meets a lot of different versions of Loki's yeah and again with the multiverse so I still haven't seen Loki and I still haven't gone to Disney Plus (laughs) but 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 even if we see a team of multiverse that doesn't really 
that doesn't really help me me to understand where we are going. Yeah, because I don't feel there there were enough hints, at least in the latest installments of the MCU, to know where we're heading. We had Thanos, this clear mm. villain, but now it's kind of are we pursuing just loose threads and trying to like like finish this individual stories, or is there like a next villain, someone even stronger than Thanos? I have a feeling that they are planning something. I just don't know what what the dead is yet. Yeah, I, I I have heard I have I have heard rumors about them planning to do something with uh, big with Doctor Doom now that he has returned to uh, uh, Marvel. Yeah, and I uh, and you told me about it too. Maybe something with Galactus too. Galacticus you know could, be, Gal- could be cool. Like he eats planets and stuff. Yeah. Um, but anyway, well, let's keep talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, and actually, I think it'd be cool to mm. uh, to touch upon because I wrote a list. I didn't like try to make it really comprehensive and exhaust and exhausting for us. But I wanted to touch mm. upon a few things. Like, yeah. can we talk about Aunt May's death scene? How it... With great powers comes great responsibility. Yeah, but it dragged on so freaking long. Yeah. And it feels like maybe if she said that before, even in previous movies about great power mm. with great responsibility, and then when she was hit with the skateboard, with Goblin's skateboard, she didn't like stand up and try to make fun of it. And then yeah. she's like, oh, you know what? I'm actually going to sit down. Okay, okay, okay. You're going to be fine. You're going to be... Yeah, I'm actually like just kind of tired just to catch my breath. And then Peter's find the blood, and that's just like, it feels like mm. she should have just been stayed on the ground, and she should have told him the thing, and died, and that would be just traumatic enough. Yeah, I, I, at first I, I I thought, wait, will she survive? Yeah. <laughs> because she, she kind of looks okay. <laughs> yeah. And but, she, but she doesn't. No, she, she dies. Which... I kind of had a feeling that someone close to Spider-Man would die in this film. It was kind of just a question of who will it be. Yeah. It was still appropriate that it was May because it was Green Goblin's Mm. way of trying to fix Spider-Man because he suspected that because of May, he didn't feel this need to kill or he didn't, hasn't killed yet. Yeah. Uh, And And I guess kind of that... That's kind of the last uh, family force for Peter Parker. Yeah, like he, he ends up alone at the end of the movie. Yeah. Kind of sad. Yeah. But you know what? Um, I, I like I that. I feel like he paid the price. He, to save his friends, to save everyone, to hmm. save the enemies that he wanted to desperately cure, he had to give up something even worse. He didn't send him to death. He had to give up his own life. Yeah, kind of the, the thing of it's his responsibility as well because it was him that kind of did this, did this. Yeah, like if as Doctor Strange said in the in the beginning, like if he just like tried to reason with people, which is not entirely like hundred percent would have worked, and not try to mess with magic, maybe it wouldn't end up as badly as it did. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, in in the film, after Spider-Man has ca- catched all the villains, all the five villains, um, he kind of tries to cure each one of them, and he actually succeeds with uh, Doctor 
Octopus. Octavius. Yeah, or Dr. Octavius. Uh, which he kind of fixed that ship uh, that in the Spider-Man 2 um, uh, that ship that broke that kind of made uh, Dr. Octavius uh, be able to uh, control these four arms. But you know what? Can I just say one thing that, that felt cheap? I loved that he that that Octavius was the first one introduced and he had like a proper fight with Spider-Man. And it was pretty funny mm. when um, when the nanotechnology took over his own arms just to like pacify him. Yeah. But it also felt kind of cheap. Like maybe they you know it's the same thing like hacking the arms and like it was dramatic because for a moment you thought that he would kill Spider-Man. But I don't know. I feel there should be like a little bit more making it hard for Spider-Man to cure him. Yeah, and the other villains on the other way, they kind of escape still being villains. And we, in the case of Electro, uh, he kind of even became more powerful in some way. Yeah, he, he mentioned something about the new power that, that he experienced in yeah. this universe. And uh, yeah, Green Goblin is uh, doing Green Goblin stuff, you can say. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Can I also say how I like that as, as the movie approaches a climax, Doctor Strange is like caught up in his multi pocket dimension um, and he's trapped, trapped there. So the three Spider-Men try to gather up all the villains and they try to cure him one after one. I just loved yeah. when uh, Andrew Garfield saved MJ in that one scene mm. because it felt like something that his character would have so many negative feelings about not able to being to save his loved one, yeah, and he, he did it. It feels like it feels like he had had so many nightmares about that night. Yeah, like when when Andrew Garfield like stands up, he's like he mm. feels like like he's not confident, and he isn't really mm. like he's not a hero. He's just like a, this damaged goods of a person. What, what, what did you feel about that scene when uh, they were first introduced? I think it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I, 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 something that I wondered when I heard these rumors about these two actors returning is are they just going to show up in like the final battle or are they going to show up a bit before and they do show up a little bit before and I found that to be so great to just have these three different Spider-Mans interact. Mm. They're, like, they're, it's create these funny scenes between the differences and similarities about these uh, different Spider-Mans lives. Yeah, and I think... And, and one funny scene is when they discover that Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man uh, has uh, webs that just exist in his body, I guess, and they, they, the two of them are just curious and ask all these different questions of how does this work? Yeah. Did you ever have a blockage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and, and like, it's a, maybe a detail you always forget about because like the, the, the Spider-Man that came after him, like tried to explain that away. But like, yeah, Tobey Maguire just produced web. <laughs> hmm. Like, can it go out in some other places than your arm? 
maybe his nose. <laughs> Other orifices. Oh, that, was a, that was something Tom Holland asked asked him. <laughs> also, when Ned asked mm. uh, Andrew Garfield if he ever had a best friend, and he said, "Yeah," and he turned out to be a massive villain. Yeah. Uh, do you want to know that the name Ned Leeds is actually a villain in the comics? Uh, that is uh, the Hubgoblin. Really? Yeah. Okay, so so it's a good thing he he promised Peter not to become a villain. Yes, I I get I I kind of feel like that also what kind of a reference to why they put that that in in some way. But do you feel like maybe it's foreshadowing? Not not anymore. Maybe at some point I thought, but I don't feel it anymore. Yeah. I feel like now that everyone forgot Peter, it's kind of... Diff- like Because I was thinking, like, Ned is going to MIT and he's going to learn about technology. Yeah. Now, or, or maybe he became so inspired by the Green Goblin that he was kind of like, oh, I want to be like that. You know that they can actually pull that, right? Like, mm. Ned maybe also wants a hoverboard. <laughs> yeah. There was this green, green guy that came from another world. Yeah, I just liked his style. He had this panache, yeah. this this villainous aura. I want to be like him. Yeah, he ha- had this weird laugh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so um, so when uh, it happens, there becomes kind of a this three me- Spider-Man battle with three of the villains. There's the Sandman, Electro, and the Lizard that are fighting these three. Spider-Man's at the same time. Can I can I say how I love that uh, that Tom Holland tried to explain that he was in the Avengers and the others didn't understand what they were. <laughs> yeah, that's great. What is that? Is that a band? <laughs> <laughs> because there were no Avengers in previous series. <laughs> no, because in previous movies they they were just so focused on like this is the only superhero in this world. Yeah. I mean, it was only, like, after Iron Man they tried to, like, connect everything, right? Yeah. Then there came the the Hulk and, like... uh... That's kind of the most special thing about the MCU. Is how connected it is. But would you... Do you think there was a possibility when they... If they tried to connect uh, the MCU a little bit earlier so that they included Andrew Garfield's? I, 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 if I remember correctly, one of the early plans when the first Iron Man was created was there was going to be some a little bit of a reference to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, but uh, that, uh, but that didn't, I guess, happen because uh, different uh, studios, I guess. Yeah, I could imagine, and all, and also I think because when did it, did it when did the two movies came out? I think. Uh, the, I think the last Spider-Man 3 came out 2006 and uh, the original Iron Man ca- came out 2008. Yeah, because uh, by by the time of Iron Man, I, I could imagine like Tobey Maguire just wanted to be done with the movies. So they would have to include another actor. Mm. That's why I thought maybe Garfield yeah. would be do it. And now he has returned. <laughs> the savior. <laughs> the chosen one. Uh, like... <laughs> who who thought that this was possible when like the the release of Spider-Man 3 had ended that oh we're going to see him return to the role like 
15 years later. Exactly, and he's gonna play the same age. <laughs> uh, kind of. But I think, do you think in, if there was another series where such a wonderful mm. team-up would have happened, if not MCU? I don't think it would actually be possible because there just there I don't think there has been a superhero who has has so many actors play him. There there could I guess Batman had has had a lot of different actors play that part, but I don't really think it would work with the Batman the same way as it can work with Spider-Man. It would be interesting to see. It it probably would have involved some some somewhat darker plot. Mm. But I I have but, to agree like now that I think about it, all Iron Man were Robert Downey Jr. Then there was all the the Captain Americas with this with this with Chris Evans, mm. um, like the Hulk maybe. But even then, Mark Ruffalo he was a little bit more prominent after like when he mm. was introduced. Yeah, so uh, I kind of I I don't, I, there's, I don't think there would have been a series with the same impact in any way that could have done this. Because I remember when I first heard of this plot and I thought, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Uh, I luckily uh, shielded myself from all the spoilers about this movie. So I was generally surprised when Tobey Maguire came came to the movie. Yeah. I wish I could could have been you. Like, it was just so phenomenal. It almost blew my brain. (laughs) Oh, okay. But but, uh, had you heard about Andrew Garfield? I think... After seeing uh, Far From Home, I stumbled upon a video where Andrew Garfield was interviewed if he is going to join the, uh, mm. the the last movie. And he was like, so yeah. avoiding questions. So was, maybe there's a chance. I'm not going to rule that and out. And he kind of deny, denied that. I mean, what else could he do? Like, there's a lot of money yeah. on stake. The fact that after this movie came out and everyone started to call, he's a liar. Like, what what is the dude else expect to do? That's his job. He can't yeah. just spoil like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm gonna be also there. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. So what could could he do? But just uh, kind of this uh, battle with the three different Spider-Mans uh, where they kind of defeat. Each villain one after one. It first Sandman, Electro, and Lizard. And Doctor Octopus is already good, so they don't really need to worry about him. Yeah, he helps them against Electro because he they, like Electro overpowers all of the all of three of them at once. Mm. And I and I have also like two coins I wanted to add. First, I really enjoyed like as I said before, and MJ and Ned, they felt more included in the movie from the start. They were there when yeah. uh, shit went down. They were at his house. They all had trouble getting into schools. They all went then to Doctor Strange's house and tried to figure stuff out. Yeah. They went on him with the adventure to find to find Electro and Sandman. And they also yeah, Ned for some Ned for some reason has learned magic. Exactly, and MJ was also like this. This, this was a lot of about the relationship between MJ and Peter. So she was also like a lot of in a lot of scenes. Yeah, and um. Yeah, and that that's what makes me so happy because even with such a varied cast of characters, not like a lot of them got a good chunk of screen time. Mm. Uh, 
we might as well say that even if there's a lot of character, the focus always stays on Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, it never felt like story was going somewhere else not about mm. him. As When you think about all the different elements that are in this film, it's amazing that this, this film is, is, is as good as it is. Yeah, I mean, imagine, just like you said before, what if the two Spider-Men came to the last battle? It would be a cool cameo, mm. but we wouldn't get, like, funny, like insightful conversations between all of the all of the three spider-man yeah as i said before how else would you have watched two spider-mans giving each other back problem (laughs) here exactly uh how else would you see like dr octavius and Mm. aunt may interact and asking for salt water Now, if the, if there actually is one thing that I am a little bit disappointed about in this film, is that five villains re- returned, and I kind of t- had this had this idea in mind that, oh my God, they are finally going to do the Sinister Six. Oh yeah, you told me before seeing the movie, I was like, Sinister Six, what? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's this uh, villain group in Spider-Man where six Spider-Man villains combines to try to uh, uh, destroy Spider-Man. Oh, and and I thought that because they bring are bringing back these old villains, there's five already there. They just need to add one more, maybe the Vulture from the spur- first Spider-Man, far from uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Then there would have been six and. They would be this Sinister Six. I'm just thinking but because I think I read a comic about Sinister Six. It was uh, the amazing foes of uh, Spider-Man. Mm. And I was kind of disappointing that uh, disappointed that they, they had this. I felt like they had this chance to do it, and they, they had this chance to do it in a really cool way. But they didn't for some reason. <laughs> I feel like maybe introducing like them calling like we are the Sinister Six. Maybe it would have like led it to be a little bit more convoluted. Because if you establish such a group and then defeat all of the villains in one movie, it feels maybe a little bit lackluster. Yeah, but at the same time, he had, he had two other Spider-Man that came to help him. So I thought that it would be possible. I mean, it kind of was. Uh, so we got the Sinister 3, I guess. <laughs> yep, not Sinister 3, and the amazing, superior, uh, neighborhood 3. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think well, uh, that, uh, I mean, do you, do you have anything else you want to touch up on? Uh, yeah, I kind of, uh, while I enjoyed the Green Goblin uh uh, and the fights they had. Uh, something that I remembered about the old Spider-Man movies is that the, the villains in that movie, they kind of felt like a threat to the whole New York city. And I kind of never really felt that, that the heroes were in that much dangers in a weird way. Did you feel that? I felt that. Well, maybe not with all the villains. But I, I didn't Green feel Goblin, like the stakes were that. Hmm. I th- I thought the stakes were high. Seeing that, okay, maybe not with all of them because they uh, like. I, I never really just felt that the city was in 
that much danger. Spider-Man was definitely in danger, but not the, really the city of New York. But if you understand what I mean. But consider this. Like I feel like their first goal was to eliminate Tom Holland as Spider-Man, not mm -hmm. not the actor. And <laughs> and I feel it's kind of easier to say that. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want anyone to eliminate Tom Holland. <laughs> mm. So I, it, at least I felt for me that if they accomplished defeating him, like they would have their go on the New York, yeah. like six super powerful villains. That's incredibly mm. dangerous. And Green Goblin, we've seen in some of the scenes, he was just punching Peter like through thick yeah. concrete floors yeah that for green goblin that really felt like the, that was his main goal he just wanted to torture this boy yeah and he kind of succeeded yeah. because uh, he uh, tom holland nearly killed him before uh, toby Maguire stepped in why did toby get stabbed at the end i don't understand yeah but he didn't he didn't die exactly why be stabbed yeah, um, like didn't really make much sense, I and guess. And then just like, you're in a lot of hurt. Yeah, I am. And just like, they were standing there at the end of the movie. Like, I felt like they should be, they should be doing something, but they didn't. And Toby was stabbed. Hmm. Like, but to wrap this up, uh, everyone forgets uh, who Peter Parker is because of the spell that uh, that Doctor Strange uh, weeps uh, did. Yeah. So um, everyone forgets that Peter Parker exists, I guess, at all. I'm not really... Do, does he have a driver license or something like that anymore? Like, I guess... No, look, they don't erase him from existence. They just... Everyone forgets who he is. Oh, so he still has a personal number and things like that. I have no idea. Uh, well, anyway, the kind of... The thing kind of ends with this coffee shop scene where... Peter is supposed to kind of introduce himself to MJ uh, that has forgotten who he is, but he kind of he kind of doesn't. I think and, she, uh, she they had this like connection that they knew mm. each other maybe, but there wasn't anything saying that she remembers him. Yeah, uh, one thing that has point that has been pointed out to me is that she apparently wears the necklace that. Peter gave her in one of the previous movies. Oh, the Black Dahlia. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't catch that. Um. So, um, Spider-Man kind of moves into this new apartment. Uh, he has a little bit of a talk to uh, uh, Happy, uh, besides uh, his Aunt May's grave. Uh, well, anyway, the film kind of ends with uh, kind of a Christmas scene, I guess, where uh, Tom Holland kind of swings um, out, out through his apartment. And that kind of just how this amazing movie ends. Exactly. And uh, do you feel... I mean, I mean, I know we touched upon this before a little bit about fridging Spider-Man and if... If, if that they can bring him back whenever we whenever they feel like when do you think another, another spider-man movie will release um probably um, i don't think it will be too far away because uh 
with other MCU movies it can takes it can take a quite a bit of time because it's Marvel production that is making those movies while the Spider-Man movies is kind of made by Sony production so that's kind of why Spider-Man films are coming out much quicker than other MCU franchises. So we can hope that Sony will in some time produce another Spider-Man. Yeah, I I don't think that they will sleep on this gold mine of a franchise for too long. No, no, no. I think hot, Spider-Man is a hot commodity right now. To be silly to just let that yeah, they, they literally waste. they literally just made the most hyped Spider-Man film. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. More more Spider-Man. Spider-Man for more Spider-Man yeah, and but, Miles. But but in some way I kind of wonder where the heck are they going to take this franchise? I mean, they just... who is the ne- who is the next villain going to be if he has fa- faced already the five most powerful previous villains? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but maybe our their listeners can shout out shoot to us with suggestions about who they think that Spider-Man will face next. Mm. But anyway, we are kind of uh, running a bit long in this episode, so. Um, let's just leave with uh, uh, what we kind of felt with the movie. Um, I felt like it was a really good uh, mo- movie as uh, it's... Uh, I-, I kind of wanted a bit more in the final fight, but uh, it was still a really entertaining movie that I enjoyed a lot. Why did Toby get stabbed? Why did Aunt May die for such a long time? But otherwise, great movie and go see it again if you can. Mm. I feel like it's just such a fun movie also to see a lot of the small little details. Yeah, it was just a delight. It was a delight. But anyway, yeah. our listeners, uh, as always, thank you all for listening. And we hope that you enjoyed it as much as we have. Don't forget to follow, hit that bell icon or follow us on socials like Twitter. See you again in the next episode, and have a wonderful day. Bye! Bye!